Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Whisper Okay, so today I have a very, very, very special guest. And I know I say it all the time, but he's my certified best friend. So I'm here with Giles. Giles, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Giles. And thank, thank you, Rachel, for having me on this podcast. Yeah, uh, so how long have you been friends? Just uh, is very nervous, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't been on, I, I've never been on a podcast before, so I guess this is a first for me. Yes. Uh, as for how long we've been friends, I mean, we've been friends for quite a while, since I would say we met first at around end 2014, I believe. Yeah. So that brings about to about seven years now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, people say like, oh, if you're friends for seven years, then you're definitely friends for life. Is that a thing? I've never yeah, heard Yeah, it that apparently before. is a thing. Really? I oh, see yeah, on Twitter cool. all the time. Okay. So maybe we are like stuck together. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Joss and I were friends from church. Yeah. Yeah. We bonded over faith community. Mm, I think it's, uh, if I'm not wrong, we kind of met because we had this like, right after we, f- we confirmed in our church, we had this like sort of like attachment thing where we both were teaching to the youth as well. Oh, really, man? Yeah, I think that's how we met, right? At first, we were in the I same. Thought, like, I thought it was because you were friends with Michael. Yeah. No, no, it was. I knew Michael from like camp, but like I didn't really like back then. We weren't close yet, lah. But I believe like we we sort of met there. And after that, we kind of uh started talking in faith community, and then we only we sort of became best friends like a year later when it was so long, old, man. Yeah, because it was. I remember it was all levels. So oh, right, right, right. Basically, yeah. uh, what happened was that during my old levels, it was the night right before my history paper, and I, w- I had just come down with like fever. I remember it was like 39 degrees, and I had uh, no, no medicine at home, and I was dying, and I didn't know what to do. And because Rachel actually is my neighbor, she lives right next yeah. to me. So I, out of the blue, I just texted her. I said, Hey, do you have some Panadol? I have a paper tomorrow, and yeah. I'm dying. And she was actually surprisingly awake. I wasn't awake. That's the best part. Like, liter- literally, right? Like, I was asleep. And then I woke up and I was like, hmm, why am I awake? And I didn't want to use my phone. Because the minute you use your phone, you know you're going to be awake for like the next 45 minutes. Yeah. But I decided to check my phone and literally just had just messaged me. He was like, Tan, oh my gosh, like, this is super urgent. Like, do you have Panadol? And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, I do. And then he literally came to my door. We opened up the window and I passed in the Panadol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were like, it was so sneaky because it was like 3 a.m. at night. Like, my parents would be awake. Actually, yeah. 3, 3 to 4, 4, right? Yeah. yeah, super crazy. And then after that, I mean, um, I guess it's all fate, though, right? <laughs> yeah, like whenever Joss is upset, like I'm right there, I'm right beside him. So it's like yeah. super convenient for me to go down and find him. I think the fact that we're neighbors really sort of cemented our friendship even better because, like, if any issues came up from both sides, like, from my end, usually, mm. I, like, sometimes when I'm sad or when I go through a breakup, I will call Rachel and we'll meet downstairs at right. our playground. And for Rachel's end, sometimes when she drinks a bit too much, <laughs> uh, she'll drop me a call and saying that, you know, I'm, I'm very drunk and I cannot show my parents right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally, all my friends who drink with me, they know and they have Jao's contact number or his Instagram Actually. at least. <laughs> yes, because... When I'm drunk, they will immediately text you and be like, oh, hi, Jaws. Like, Rachel's <laughs> on the way home and she's kind of drunk. And he will be so fed up with me. But the thing is, he always appears and he yeah. always comes to like save me with like plastic bag, 100 plus. Yes. It's so, kind of a standard practice really. It's like there's a, there's a specific care package I need to bring down. Yes. <laughs> In the moment she's drunk. <laughs> I mean, the care package is like, what, $1? No, it's like 100 plus, maybe some food if you need it. No, I wouldn't have I ever ate when I'm drunk. I, I always just pick it out. When? Never. It was. Okay, but anyway, point aside, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically yeah. what we do. And the fact that we're so close by really, really helps us, it helps each other a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 
then this begs the question, right? Because we have been friends for so many years, a lot of our friends, our mutual friends have been asking like, why don't you and Giles date? Why aren't you guys together? And I always found that question a bit weird to start with because why must I date a guy or a gender of an opposite sex just because we are close friends? Mm. Like Giles and I have always managed to be platonic yeah. and I don't think we see each other in that way. Yeah. But people around us are always confused because they see us as so close and mm. we do depend on each other to like a very intimate extent for emotional comfort yeah. but it's never physical or never like attractive it's, it's never anything like you know like uh, something like what a partner would do you get yeah. me yeah but I think maybe I understand where they're coming from you know usually it's sort of like um, shown in movies that you know like people who are best, the best friends, friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Then partners for life. it's like love Rosie right yeah, you know, the kind all, of all, all over like TikTok you know and mm, stuff like mm, that like mm. how best friends become partners and like right. oh, you're dating your best friend or something like yes, that yes, yes. Yeah, so I guess maybe that's where they get the idea from but I mean as far as I know for the past 7 years of like uh, my friendship with Rachel it's sort of been always platonic in a way yeah but I'm just confused like how have we managed to make like establish this boundary so that we do not cross it like both of us know that mm. we do not want to go into a romantic relationship with each other so we don't even entertain that thought yeah. but like why how does that work between us but then when you are friends with like a certain girl for example you I'm pretty sure the thought would come to you and be like hmm like is this girl like suitable mm. for me or I would look to a guy friend and be like oh can he be something more mm. but I don't think I've had that thought with you mm. have, have you had that with me no, no not at all actually like I feel like okay it comes for me it's like uh, it's come to a point where we've been, we've been friends for so long we know each other's inside outs I know your ugly side you know my ugly oh, side oh thank you yeah. yeah okay I mean everyone has ugly side so it's not like a bad thing you know yeah. but it's like we realise that maybe I, for me I realised that okay maybe honestly Rachel is such a good friend to me and we, I think we're better off like we're really good as friends yeah you know what I mean and like putting I always tell myself if I were to get in a relationship with Rachel right I'd be putting like uh, if I were ever to like break up with her I would lose such a good friend my yeah, best friend in a right. way. and I don't think I want to bear with that and I'm very happy with her as my best friend right now yeah, yeah. I, I think the the main reason why we do not see each other in that way is because we are very comfortable and we actually enjoy this kind of dynamic that we have mm. so we do not desire anything more yeah so that's why platonic. yes we are completely platonic but then just because you're platonic doesn't mean that our respective partners maybe or like our past partners have seen it in that way yeah for sure yeah so actually I wanted to share with the rest okay, okay our listeners about this story that we have okay so so is my partner or is it your partner it's your partner it's, oh, your it's, partner. Partner. it's always your partner okay okay <laughs> um, but do not get me wrong I'm not blaming his ex because I think at this certain age, I have understood why she was upset in the first place. And and to be honest, I want to have this conversation with you. Mm. So a few years back, I think like what? Six years back? No, la, it's not that long. Maybe five. Five, five. five years yeah. back. Okay, we were all in the same community, okay? Yes. And it was Easter, so I dressed up. I was wearing heels and I was in a lot of pain. So Giles being my best friend already then, he kind of offered to carry me, piggyback me. So, because you're on the way to supper. But the thing is, his current, his then girlfriend was there. And she saw the entire thing happen. And she got upset. And then Jao said something that pissed her off even more. Mm. What did you say? I, I actually can't remember. Like, five years ago. <laughs> I actually spoke to her about it, you know. Really? Recently? Yeah. Not recently. Maybe like two, three years ago. Okay. But I would say that it's pretty recent considering how long you guys have broken up. Okay. Right. And she told sure. me, she said, she was upset because of what you said to her. Okay. You said, don't worry, 
I won't carry any other girl except <laughs> my girlfriend and Tan. Uh, that's how Jaws used to call me. He calls me Tan. Okay. And that's what made um, the individual so upset. Okay. Because to her, it's why am I competing with your best friend? Mm. And at that point when she told me, I understood, but I was also confused because like, you should know that I'm not trying to steal Jaws away. Mm. So there shouldn't be that feeling of like, what the fuck are you doing? Stay back. Like, yeah. keep in your lane. Because I wasn't trying to get onto any lane. Mm. But I was, when I was going through this episode and thinking of what I want to talk about, I realized that I understand. Like, mm. can you imagine if, yeah. let's say your current girlfriend now, like, she gets piggybacked by her guy best friend. Yeah. And then she tells you like, oh, don't worry, I won't let any other guy piggyback me. It's just you <laughs> and my best friend. <laughs> it's kind of like, the fuck? Like, and, okay, um, I think for me, okay, to be fair, I was I, I was a terrible boyfriend back then. Uh, yes, right? yes. So I'll, I'll just say that like, I've, I've been a terrible boyfriend countless times. <laughs> and I think back then also, I guess uh, it wasn't very mature of me to say that as well. And so definitely I understand where she's coming from. La. And there's definitely be... There'll definitely... Okay, I mean, in in these type of things where you have... Uh, okay, I mean, from back, for back then, there's definitely there were definitely moments where we had conflict over it because yeah. like I, I, I personally didn't know how to like uh, handle a partner at the time mm-hmm. and a best friend so I was I was thinking like oh you know I can do all this stuff to my closest people you know yeah, and it'll yeah. be fine but, that, but that's, that's on me I'm not excusing myself yeah. I, I didn't think it through back then so yeah. I definitely understand why she'll be upset about this mm. I think it's very understandable and even now if uh, I mean I won't do it again for sure because I've learned my lesson and I wasn't good back then mm. but even even now, if someone were to do it with me, I I understand why they'd be upset. Uh. Yeah. I think it's quite obvious why they're upset. I mean, there are, I'm much older now, and I realize that there are more boundaries uh, in mm, this type of thing correct. when it comes when it comes to relationships and uh, best friends. Yeah. Especially when your best friend is a girl. I think the main issue was that we, as best friends, we didn't establish our re- our friendship to her mm. and ask her what she's comfortable with. You get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We didn't ask her like um okay so. Rachel and I are best friends mm-hmm. and I know that she's a girl and maybe that will affect you but telling you now that everything is okay blah 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 what mm-hmm. are you comfortable with and then let's just work it out because I think for my part I've always been quite understanding mm-hmm. whenever Jaws gets a new girlfriend I always make sure I let them know like I am in no way trying to steal his time or whatsoever yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I always try to be friends with his, his, with his girlfriends mm-hmm. yeah but that's what we didn't do yeah. and I feel that if we had done it and she would still stand firm and be like, I wouldn't want that to happen. Then I wouldn't even have asked you to carry me or you wouldn't even have offered because we were very clear of the boundaries drawn. I think so, yeah. I think definitely boundaries play a lot of... Uh, a lot of it plays a huge part in this type of things, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, right. if you're always in like this kind of sort of like grey, wishy-washy area, right? Yeah. And you don't know like what you're doing for your partner versus what you're doing for your best friend. Then it's mm. sort of, the lines sort of become very blurred. Yeah. Also. But I think also back then in the relationship, I mean... Honestly, I give her a lot of reason to doubt me, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess that's why. Yes, but aspect, you have grown. Yeah, I've I've changed for better. I hope. Yes. But yeah. Yes, but you see, that's just our experience, right? Mm. But there are so many people in the world who have like boy girl friendships. Yeah. And then how do they deal with it? Like, mm. okay, have you seen this TikTok? Okay, um, not by that. Uh, Singaporean influencer because I do not care about her but like <laughs> other more influencers like okay. western ones right. okay there's this TikTok POV 
So she I pretends to be Let's say I'm the I'm the girl And okay. I'm pretending to be POV Okay And then you're my best friend right Okay yeah So I'm looking at the camera So the camera is supposed to be Jao's girlfriend Okay And I'm like Hi how are you Oh my gosh you're so pretty Like what Jao's mentioned Okay um, Do you like this jacket Yeah it's Jao's Like I always <laughs> borrow his clothes And I'm always over his house His mom loves me So it's that kind of like I'm exerting dominance okay. I'm Jao's best friend yeah. You are just his girlfriend And you are new I'm more yeah. important. But when I read that TikTok, when I watch that TikTok, I find it, number one, a bit exaggerated. Maybe because we do not have that dynamic. Mm. And number two, I think that there are, the friendship between that girl and the best friend is a bit weird because I think she definitely has feelings for him. Yeah. So I think it's just more of like making sure that your best friend and you have a platonic relationship both and there is no like secret desire to like date you you know mm. that kind of thing yeah then then how do you feel about it like let's say i'm like this mm. okay first of all i don't feel like all these like tiktoks are definitely like over exaggerated like mm. honestly in my in my friendship with rachel um it's it's, it's definitely it's like we don't do any of that like that's, that's just yeah. too much like it feels a bit like like i've never shown like dominance over her or <laughs> yeah. she's never shown dominance over me yeah. because that's just we, I think we have boundary that like just stays that way you know we all mm. we are still our own individual people yeah. and we have we both had like multiple partners throughout like yeah. our friendship as well and okay I mean in the case that you are like that I think first of all we have to talk about it lah, right I mean yeah. that doesn't feel right lah. I mean and also obviously obviously if you're like that it really strongly suggests like feelings and yeah. stuff because like, I mean like who is so I, there's, there's, there's being protective and then mm. there's being possessive you Correct, get like yeah. this this is just straight up being like possessive protective is like you know you you want to meet the person but you don't like show like hey this, yes. is, this is my best friend you yeah, get yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's already best friends the fact has been established that we're best friends already you don't need to constantly like emphasize it you Correct, know? Yeah. so yeah I think it's definitely this type of thing definitely isn't healthy but then again I also have not really seen it in like um, like my f- experiences with my friends I don't see the best friends doing this type mm. of like possessive showcase of the best uh, of uh, the best friend okay. so I wouldn't know if it actually happens but I, I'm pretty sure there is on like mm. on some some scale there is uh, there's yeah. definitely some people out there who do this as well but I feel like it's a bit over exaggerated for like a normal like a normal context uh. yeah I think so but then I feel like we are kind of like minimizing and trivializing this because when my friends watch those TikToks they get angry and they're like I literally can relate and this was happens to them like also. In their life It's just mm. us And I'm not flexing or anything mm. Because definitely Joss and I have our own issues That yeah. we will share about later as well But in this aspect I don't think we do And I think we are very lucky That yeah. we are able to Both want the same thing For our friendship Which is mm. to remain platonic And to just be best friends yeah. And then because We both have that desire I think Joss respects My boyfriends a lot mm. And I do so with his Especially as not, we get older. Not boyfriends, older. by the way, girlfriends. Girlfriends, <laughs> girlfriends. Okay, you need to put that out. Yeah, but I think that's important, lah, right? Like, I have had an ex who was quite uncomfortable with you. Yes. Simply because you were a guy. Was it? Was it one ex? I think it's. Two. I think it's two. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It was two. Two of them. Both of them were uncomfortable. But my current one is okay. But I think I would like to say that that's not on Jaws and I's friendship. But kind of on my exes, like they were not secure enough in the relationship and mm. partly maybe it's my fault, maybe I didn't make them feel secure. But at the same time, they didn't communicate the insecurity properly. Mm. It just always came off as possessiveness and I'm not allowed to have guy friends. Mm. Instead of, you don't make me feel secure enough in the relationship for me to trust you. Mm. So I, I'm up to now, I still don't understand why they were able to 
why my current boyfriend is able to see you in such a great light and my boyfriend and, and just get along really well like mm. I would say but my previous exes were not able to yeah. so is it us or is it the exes is it the partner I think this is a very subjective topic you mm. know you get what I mean because there are different okay so it's like we're talking about boundaries again right, right? Yeah. but the thing about boundaries is that you know it's always different for each individual I, like just because uh, let's say me and Rachel are okay with it doesn't mean that Rachel's boyfriend is okay with it so yeah. what we consider okay may not align with what he feels is okay and but I think to some aspect like if you discuss this with your partner and say that okay these are my boundaries and then you guys come to a compromise about the about the topic then if it's if they're still feeling like you know like feelings of like insecurity and like oh you know you should have this like this guy best friend then I think mm. it's on them you know you get what I mean mm. because you have worked on your part to discuss like hey um I have this boundary and maybe you're not comfortable with it so I will adjust that boundary also you get what I mean and yeah. once you adjust that and they're still uncomfortable then I think the onus is on them uh, you know yeah. yeah I get what you mean okay well I think for now both our partners are comfortable with yeah. each other and I think that is also because we make an effort to ensure them that our friendship is stable yeah. but our relationship with our partners are stable as well yeah. so there is not so much of like insecurity and, and doubts and fears mm. But then, right, okay, we are, you are a guy. Yeah. And I'm a girl. Okay. Okay, and I, I think that generally, you have your own, like, you know the way you guys talk yeah, is very, yeah. I don't know how to explain, but mm. it's a different way of communication. Similarly, the way I talk to girls. Yeah. And I can't possibly call you babe. Mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But like I said, it's to establish boundaries that yeah. make our partners feel comfortable. Like, it can't be grave, you keep saying that, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so how do we communicate with, with each other? Like, we have our had our fights yeah. and our fights are usually pretty small mm. but I think these are fights that should be addressed as well like like take for example the recent one where okay. you felt that I wasn't putting in effort in meeting you okay. and yet I felt insecure over our friendship in a sense where you were close to a lot of our mutual friends yeah. and I felt that you were fading away from me mm. so that's on me I will admit like that's yeah. my insecurity that our friendship isn't stable enough. Okay. But at the same time, you were upset with me because I wasn't putting in the effort that I wanted you to put in. Yeah. But the way that we communicated with each other was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Okay. For once, right? Can I just say, Joss is really petty. I, 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 okay, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very petty when He's I fire. Very petty. And combine that with him knowing me so well, he knows how to really piss me off. So, I, I don't intend to, but you know, you when, do. when you're in a heated fight. <laughs> you do. Okay, anyway. The thing is, right, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about how we should learn to communicate better. Okay. So I would say that for you, when you are upset, you tend not to say, I, I think I, I just say for me, la, I'm yeah. not sure how you behave with like your girlfriend and whatever, but with me, when you're upset, I mean, you don't say anything. You just kind of keep quiet. But then he will not talk to me. And when I text him, <laughs> he will ignore me. And I will get very anxious. So I'll start spamming him. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, do you want to talk to me about it? What's happening? Is it because of this, this, this? Is it because of that, that, that? Mm. And okay, to explain my perspective, I get really scared. Because to me, I feel like you're constantly angry with me. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like I'm on a lot of pressure because I don't want to make my best friend angry. But my best friend is always angry with me, Right? But at the same time, to you, you feel like I'm not sensitive enough to your emotions and that's why you are constantly angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> so firstly, we have to confront that. And then secondly, yeah. when I text you and you don't reply me, can I ask what the fuck is going on in your head? Why don't you reply me? Do you not feel bad? Okay, so let me first start by saying, you know, conflicts like this are inevitable, right? We both... <laughs> 
we're both very close friends and you know yeah. when you care for someone you want the best for them right yes correct. And i think that applies to anyone in your life who you hold close to your heart yes right uh, for me, when it comes to fights, like okay, I'm not gonna deny I'm quite petty, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, I like to harbor all my emotions into to this jar in my head, and I mm-hmm. just like boom, explode, you know. Right. Not healthy at all, mm-hmm. but but that's how I deal with this conflict. And sometimes when Rachel texts me, it's because like, um, and I don't reply. It's because sometimes I don't want to. I'm very cautious of what I say sometimes, when I am like when I feel like upset because I don't want to say something that might ruin anything I, even though I know like when we fight sometimes I say some, some like mean things for yeah. sure but like at the moment it's like you know I don't have the mental capacity to, A I don't have the mental capacity to do this right now mm-hmm. and B if I get heated right now I don't think I have I'll be in the right state of mind to say anything that's like logical you get mm-hmm. me so I might act on the moment or act on like a you know like it's not good to act on the moment uh, you know in case yeah. I ever say something that I regret so I guess that's, that's my perspective when you text me I'm just like Oh, you know, I don't want to deal with this right now. Um, yeah, right. If I explode, it's not gonna be a good time. I want to do my own things first before I come to a like before I, c- I come down and talk to you again. So that's what that's that's how I cope with it. And mm-hmm. I text you. Yeah. Oh, and also combined with the fact that I'm not re- a very good texter to begin with. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly a terrible texter. Like I, I still I still reply people from like. Yeah, and I'm a bad texter too. Five days ago, I still need to reply them. <laughs> yeah, but okay. See, I'm a bad texter too, right? But you expect me to reply you. No, okay. Yeah. The difference between okay for me, right? I'm very selective with my texting. Okay. So if I if I want to give attention to people, I would definitely give attention to people, and they I will like text them. Okay, I I mean, there are sometimes where some people where like I I'm just like okay like okay in general sometimes I don't have energy to text but okay so let's say like I want to talk with Rachel right now mm. so I will talk to Rachel, and then, um, it's like I give I give her the energy you know and then because we had a fight about. Like last time I didn't give enough energy and I was getting closer to other people. Yeah. So I was like, you know, okay, I will give some energy to her. Yeah. And then she didn't reply me as often. Like she left me on red a couple of times. Yeah. And then I was like, the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. I'm giving you the energy you asked for. So where is my energy back? And then yeah. resulting, fight. Yeah. I think from my case, I was confused. Because yeah. to me, the energy that I was asking Jaws to reciprocate to me was more of like, chewing me out to go hang but I didn't I did by I, the way <laughs> okay yeah I see but in my head right I didn't connect that when he needs to chew me out he needs to text me and if he texts me I need to reply but in my head I just want just to chew me out so the texting part I completely forgot so and I'm a really really bad texter like I would say that out of all my friends I'm like one of the worst because I just I just don't know what's wrong with me I just don't reply people mm. and I see that message and I just feel so overwhelmed by the messages that I don't want to reply them mm. and then I do that to Jaws also and then that's how we fight yeah yeah but I think that <laughs> as our friendship evolves mm. I understand the way Jaws is as a person and the way he kind of confronts his emotions it's very different from the way I confront mm. like I'm very straight to the point like in general in my life I'm very aggressive so if I'm upset with Jaws I go full out. I don't even wait to calm down. I just text him. I'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You did this, 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 this. Do you not know how that makes me feel? Blah, 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 yes, blah. Right. Sometimes I get messages like a few stack messages and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> where did yeah. all, all this and come no, from? And the best part, you get angry with me after that. You're like, what the fuck? Why are you so angry? And then I just get upset. I'm like, you see why you're angry with me now? Like, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so number one, I'm super emotional. But I'm super confrontational in the sense where if I sense that Jaws is upset with me, the first thing that I want to do 
And the only thing I want to do is to ask him what is wrong and tell me right now, like tell yeah. me right now what's wrong. So uh, actually a fun fun story is like just now like she was texting me oh. and then uh, <laughs> like she called me smelly or, some, or something as banter. Then I was like, I was cool with it. I went to sleep. Then I didn't reply because I'm sleeping, yeah, right? Then she yeah. texted me, are you angry at me? I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah, okay. So this is what's going on in my head, right? I was thinking, damn, like, I'm always making Jaws angry. So I, I felt very pressured and I wanted to bring this up in the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to say that, like, because you're the kind of person who doesn't immediately bring up a conflict until I ask you about it. And even then, you take a long time to respond and share with me how you feel. Mm-hmm. So during the entire process, I feel very anxious. Yeah. And I feel very scared. Not yeah. that I don't trust our friendship, but because... I want to understand how I can fix it and make things better. Yeah. But then again, I don't know why I'm always upsetting you. So this situation today, for example, it was a really small issue, right? And normally, I wouldn't expect anybody to be angry with me because in general, I'm someone who's always like that. Yeah. But I was so scared with Giles. I was thinking like, oh my God, he's angry with me and then he's not going to come over and we're not going to film the <laughs> podcast. And then he's going to tell me he's not angry. But then like the next few days, he won't reply me. <laughs> and then he's going to be angry. Mm. Yeah, but I think... I'm having more trust in the way we communicate because like we've spoken about this Mm. recently about how we should be more open and honest when we are communicating our feelings and this doesn't just apply to like boy-girl friendships I think Mm. it applies to all kinds of friendships like we need to be able to agree on a certain style of communication and Mm. stick by it if not there are bound to be conflicts and nothing's going to get resolved I I think it's a different view also like um, I I always feel like communication is ever-changing Right. For for whoever, like, be it partners, friends, best friends, whatever, mm. parents. Communication isn't something that's so like set in stone. It's always fluid, you get what I mean? Yeah. And people's communication communication styles is always changing as well, I feel. Mm. So I feel like um, even after knowing Rachel for seven years, our communication is always changing. Every every now and then we have different bursts of energy talk or mm. stuff like that. Mm. So I think it's just all about adapting and knowing the person better over time. So you see, I mean I mean, it's been seven years, but we're still learning more about each other's communication styles. So I yeah. guess that says quite a bit in terms of like how fluid this whole communication can be in general. Yeah. With anyone actually, even your parents or like whatever. So yeah. Yeah, and I would say that we have been learning to be better friends to each other. Mm-hmm. And in that process also, we are learning to put proper boundaries to our friendships as well. Yeah. So then I have an issue with this, right? This issue is of Let's say two friends are having proper boundaries and we are boy and girl, right? And we make sure that we do our best to ensure that these boundaries are respectful to our partners as well. Mm -hmm. However, our partners are still not comfortable. Then would the onus be on us to make things better or our partners to try to understand the dynamic of our friendship? Let's say, like this is just a scenario because actually our partners are fine, right? Yeah. But it's just a scenario. Okay, I mean, I understand maybe partners may be uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I think, like what you said, at this point in time, like, we've both addressed with our partners and addressed, like, you know, what they dislike and what boundaries uh, uh, that they do not like. Yeah. And maybe at this point, we compromise for them. We have changed our boundaries with our best friend and because, you know, we want to make the relationship work and we know that we want to make them feel better. But I think it comes to a point where, like, you know, you can only comfort someone so much, you get what I mean? Like, I've mm-hmm. really changed uh, this, that, this for you. To, for you to be more comfortable and this is my best friend I know her for 7 years yeah. and maybe if I'm dating a new partner then it's a bit like you know like few months compared to like 7 years yeah. obviously it's quite obvious what the answer will be la, the whole 7 years of friendship really? Right? really? yeah see okay see there's an issue right because guys are always like uh, dicks over hoes and then really what? Man. chicks over dicks or something like that mm. and that's fine like people seem to be okay with that but then when it becomes 
the best friend happens to be opposite gender, then it becomes a huge issue. Like, oh, you're prioritizing your best friend over me. Do you get what I mean? Like, let's say you are really good friends with, okay, let, let me say, uh, guy A. Okay, you're best friends with guy A. Okay. I'm not in the picture. Okay. And then you have your girlfriend. Your girlfriend, I think, most of the time would be comfortable. Okay, okay with guys, yeah. Because right? it's a guy, right? Yeah, and it would be okay with like, yeah, you will always choose your, your bro lah. I mean, I'm like, second priority, it'll be a banter, it'll be a joke. Yeah. And she'll be able to handle it. Yeah. Right? But let's say guy A becomes girl A. Oh dear. Then it's an issue. Mm. But why is that? Because the friendship is still the same, regardless of gender. Yeah. But then suddenly, the partner becomes extremely uncomfortable. Mm. Then how, how? Like, I, I genuinely, like, do not know how to deal with this because I feel like um, both of us, let's say, are very respectful of boundaries and with our friends. Okay. But if our partners were still to be upset, how do we communicate to our partners and let them know that the friendship is equally important mm. and yet make our partner feel like obviously we love our partner? Like, mm, I think we can definitely show a lot of verbal and like, you know, like obvious, like I think what also helps is that, you know, we both have our own partners as well. Yeah. I mean, different scenarios, different issues, are, right? Yeah. In the case where maybe the my girl best friend has no partner, I mean, I guess I understand why my partner would be uncomfortable at yeah. first because, you know, generally in media, you, know, you see all this like, you know, best friends stealing your yeah, boyfriend yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's always like perpetuated in media about mm. this, uh, right? So, I understand where she's coming from but I guess at the same time, you know, I only can do so much to comfort. So, I, I mean, I'll constantly like remind, for me, I think, uh, this I'll constantly remind like, oh, you know, who you are in my life. Mm. I'm dating you, you're my girlfriend and she, Rachel is my best friend and that's that. We have yeah. been friends for so long and we haven't done anything, done this, done that. Yeah. And we are blotting the whole way and I guess this starts to comfort our offer to my girlfriend but I think apart from that, like, it comes to a point where like you can't really offer anything more than that, mm. right? It's, it 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 goes to the point where like they have they themselves have to accept it. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because I've done all my part. I've compromised for you. I have comforted you, and I will keep comforting you. Mm. But you have to accept that comfort as well. You get what I mean? To yeah. Accept that. Okay, I I've really done this for you also. So I think it comes to a point where I can keep doing all this for you, but the final honest is on you on your whether you are insecure about it still like mm. you have to accept it because I've done all I can already right and I'm not gonna drop like my best friend for for like you know over like okay I'm, I'm over a partner I mean this, I mean for a new partner let's yeah, say yeah yeah right you know I, mean? I get what you mean you know like there was once do you remember when uh, your ex was unhappy with me and she was unhappy over the fact that we were close okay and I actually told you like I said it's fine if she feels that way, I will get out of the way. Like, I'll move out of the way. Really? Yeah, I told you. Wow. I told you to both you and Mike, actually. Okay. And then you guys came to my house and, like, fought with me about it. You guys were like, don't do that. Okay, do you remember? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I told you guys, like, I said, I'm not angry with you. It's just more of, like, if your girlfriend's unhappy with it, then I gotta move out of the way, what? Mm. Because to me, it's, I want, you are my best friend. And I want you to be happy. And if that girl makes you happy, then I will move out of the way and step away as far as she is comfortable with. Mm. but I feel like that hurt me a lot in the process I was very sad and I think it helped me feel a lot better when you didn't let me make that decision you yeah. told me that you still wanted to be friends but there are scenarios where the guys are just like oh thank you and then they just drift go, right? just for a go I think that's not fair also right like yeah. you have to consider how like the best friend would feel yeah I mean definitely I mean everyone has feelings here and everyone's feelings is valid yeah. but I mean I think it's sort of like kind of selfish in a way to let go of your friend I guess I mean in general like 
even if my best friend is a girl or guy, right? Yeah. And like, okay, let's say my girlfriend is like possesses something, and then you'll just ask me to like let go of like my best friend in general because you know they want, they want me to give the attention to them instead. Yes. Then, like, I mean, that's definitely not healthy, lah, to begin with. If you're ever caught in that situation, yeah. And I don't think in this situation you should ever compromise your like. Okay, in in relation is a compromise, but mm. this is like compromising your own identity because your identity is made up of your friends as well mm. so you dropping your friends is sort of just like a, honestly a really big move in general and you're, all, you're not even like being like yourself already because mm. you're doing it entirely for someone else already which I don't and I think changing for someone else is good but that's that is good only when you change something bad about yourself you get what I mean mm. I don't think having a best friend is bad it's definitely a good thing but I have a good support system with my best friend so why would I want to compromise and lose that? You get what I mean? Yeah. But I get there are definitely some people that have done that lah. But it's also mm. definitely so unfair to the best friend who gets sort of kicked out in this situation. Mm. Because yeah, you can't, they lose the friendship and they I think part of that like the blame will feel like it's on them, you get what I mean? Mm. Especially when the let's say me, I don't fight for you if, yeah. if my partner asks me to break up. Then obviously uh, the best friend will feel like or you will feel like um was I really worth some worth like was that really that important to you? Yeah, right, right yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like in general, like the conclusion that we can come to is that firstly, both friends have to be able to establish boundaries yeah. and make sure that the boundaries are kind of universal in a sense. It cannot be mm. like super like um, debatable. Yeah. But on the other hand also, the relationship it, itself has to be solid. Like you cannot blame everything on your friendship dynamic. Yeah. Like let's say the situation that we were just talking about. It is also more about whether the relationship, the romantic relationship yeah. is healthy for you because this level of possessiveness has to be talked about like you cannot just mm. blame everything on like oh because you have a girl best friend and I feel uncomfortable yeah. right because there are relationships and scenarios where like you and I my boyfriend is completely comfortable with you you are here in my house all alone there is no doubt whatsoever yeah. and your girlfriend is comfortable with you being over at a girl's house yeah. and that's fine right mm. okay so I think that we covered quite a lot today. Whoa, has it been 40 minutes already? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yes, I think we talk a lot in general, like just between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm very glad to have you on my episode. What okay. do you think about? Uh, it was fun. This is a very cool first uh, podcast uh, podcast experience and I'm, I'm very glad that Rachel invited me here yeah. to, to film, to record this. Yeah. yeah, we wanted to film but okay, honestly, I look like shit and then just... Film? You wanted to film this? Yeah, I wanted to film because I'm also posting on YouTube. I didn't know that but, but why would but you do that? No. Why not? <laughs> no, please. Okay, fine. Okay, so someone's a bit camera shy. Hey, stop it. Yeah. But he's not camera shy on Instagram so if you want, you can hit him up on his socials. <laughs> What's your social, your Instagram? Uh, okay, my, my Instagram is at at Giles Decruz, G-I-O-E-S, Decruz, D-E-C-R-U-Z. Right, and if you guys are interested, you can hit me on my socials, <laughs> rich.sofiasofia so on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, feel free to drop me a DM if you have any topics that you want me to talk about. And what do you want to say? Um, yeah, thank you for this conversation. It was a good one. And to all those people with best friends out there, like honestly, be, be grateful for your best friend. Lah. Sometimes Aww. they are the best things that have ever happened. Aww. Really, like honestly, I cannot count the number of times that I've come crying to Rachel's staircase or block. That is very true. Uh, playground and the number of times I've tolerated his mucus all over me. Like, yes, honestly. and also Rachel cannot uh, <laughs> emphasize how thankful she is for, <laughs> for me saving her when she's drunk. Yes, and so, look at me puke constantly, by the way. So, yeah. treasure your best friend. 
Okay, sorry, just now we had interruption. So I don't know whether this audio recording is gonna make it or not. But um let's just say our goodbyes properly. So yeah. thank yeah. you for appearing on the episode. Will you be willing to appear again? Uh yeah, sure. But I'm very un like unwoke about like political political topics and everything, so I'm a very I'm, I'm a bit bimboish. So it's okay, so we'll leave the bimbo topics to you. Yes, yes, yes. Talk, <laughs> talk to me about bimbo stuff. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much and I'll see you guys soon. Okay, bye. bye.